bring you up to speed. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. I eat green berets for breakfast. Right now, I'm very hungry. Hey, Ma! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! This is Sparta! You're worthy, get on! You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You not I feel the need, the need for speed. Alrighty then. It's a little bit of yay, and then... Your tiny Jesus, golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man, he had a beard. Friends, rodents, quadrupeds, lend me your ears. All right, everybody, welcome to the Varsity Radio Show here on 88.5. Uh, two hours of the most incredible, exceptional radio ever in this county, in this state, in this world. In the world. It's going to be great. we got a great show planned today. We're going to have some really uh, kind of prestigious guests going to be in. I'm so a little nervous. Excited I'm not even going to lie. I mean, these are some people who have made some milestones in their coaching career. It's going to be hanging out with us today, so we're excited to see what they have to say, but first we have our incredible team hanging out with us here uh, this afternoon. Um, I'm Q, and it's great to be with you. Uh, I'm kind of steering the ship since Seth is out today. Again, yeah, again. I don't know. He's. I think he's getting lazy, but he will be back next week, barring he doesn't have some kind of sickness. So we'll see him then. Traveling for work. That's true. That's traveling. Uh, to my left, Mr. Derek. Say hey. What's up, guys? He's the uh, most, you know, he's the most handsome of our group, and we're uh, we're excited about that. And then uh, to my right is uh, a guy who's been hanging out with us some, Daniel. How you doing, yes, Daniel? Yes, great to be here. I think uh, if you're on Facebook Live or on the radio, uh, if you can just give a shout out to Seth, because without Seth here, I think he brings a, an atmosphere like no other. So shout out to <laughs> Seth. We love you, man. We're having to do this without you, but we love you. Yeah. yeah and to my far right is our. Oh. Our best friend today, oh, lifesaver. He brought us coffee in Starbucks. Yes, is Rick. Do you have any words of wisdom, coffee bringer? Rick? Um, no, just drink, cheers. Drink the the black oil. Yeah, uh, keeps us going. Keeps us going in the studio. And then the man behind everything around here, the the magic man, the 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 eyes of the Willy Wonka of radio, <laughs> the, the wizard of our I'm studio. That, I'm gonna keep that streak going, Mister wow. Steven Spiegel. How Thank you, you very much. I'm doing great how about y'all yeah it's good it's good looking forward to a good show i know it's gonna be good let's hop in and do some memes all right yes. you want to do that let's talk about some <laughs> memes all right i, I lo- look i'm gonna be honest before this show i wasn't very much of a meme guy now I, you are i know that's weird because this we live in meme culture you know so now i've become to enjoy these memes more and more so i'll take this first one it's got a guy with us well it's it's got first the pastor says this says lord <laughs> we pray against this coronavirus protect us lord in Jesus' name, amen. 
And then the next announcement is this. Now, before you have a seat, hug five people around you, tell them it's good to see you. And then uh, says me, hands on the hip, going, the, what, no. are you, what are you thinking about, no, Face? You know? That's negative. That's true. But do we not do that? We do that, you know? I don't know what to do. I, it, it's, I'm going to be honest, it's been a little weird we, we, on Sunday mornings here recently. I've kind of just embraced the... I'm gonna shake hands with you. If yeah. you if you come I, at me, I'm gonna shake. And if you like give me the fist bump, I'm gonna be like the quick oh yeah. and change it to fist bump. You know, yeah. I'm walking around with my hand out, just seeing who the real church members are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're making like I'm shaking hands. He's like judging people. <laughs> do you have? I, I, do, do I do the elbow shake. The elbow? Yeah. The elbow? Yeah. Okay. I find her thing. All I right. Who's got the next one? I'll take this one. All right. So if you've ever seen cars, and if you've if you've got a little boy like I do, you've seen cars about six thousand four hundred and fifty three times. But when they finally fix the potholes, and it's just, I don't even know how to describe that. They really didn't fix the potholes. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's worse than what it was before. They resurfaced yeah, the street resurfaced. jaggedly. Yeah. Daniel, why don't you take that next one? I'll take that next one. It says, Alabama police be like, is he drunk or is he dodging potholes? <laughs> it's got two Alabama policemen in the car. Got their eyes squint, looking ahead, and I, I've been there before. I had a cop behind me, and you have this huge pothole coming up, and you're like, "Do I dodge it or just take the hit? Do I, what do I do?" <laughs> That's true. There is truth uh, there. All right, next one. We're talking Corona. I should have put this one with it. The uh, the coronavirus. How to properly greet someone during the coronavirus outbreak? We have a big no symbol on the shake hands, and we have our friend Spock doing the his Spock symbol. That may be the way we go. Air high fives. That may know. be the way we go in yeah. uh that's that's probably when I do welcome this Sunday. I'm just gonna just hold out the <laughs> What do you always say? Steven, what'd he say? Uh live long and prosper. Live yeah. long and prosper. There we yeah. go. All right, here we go. Coming to a church greet greeter time. Yeah. There you <laughs> hey Derek, this last one's my favorite. Hit this one for us. I don't know if I really get it. You don't get this? You don't, I don't get know. this? Oh I this is my do. favorite. Well, you do it then. Alright so you do this one. It's got four pictures, all right? Two little pictures on top, two pictures on the bottom. And three of the pictures are Jason Mimosa, right? See, I didn't know who that was. Momoa. Momoa, sorry. Mimosa. That's totally different. <laughs> not for this not for this show. <laughs> sorry. Aqua, Jason Momoa. Yeah, Aquaman. And you know, he's all studded out, being, you know, stud Aquaman guy. And then you have uh what's this guy's name? Oh, he's on all the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, the guy with the crooked eye on all the Adam Sandler movies yeah, and looks all goofy. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's the guy. Yeah, he's there with his mustache and long hair in a. He is a absolutely inferior specimen to uh, our Aquaman buddy here. And what above it says is, "Wheels of your shopping cart at Walmart always be like." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you got three you great got three ones. Good ones. You got that one that's just not quite right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, that's that's real life. So is is that like this show? Do we have to figure out like which oh, one is wow. which? Oh, okay. <laughs> Pressure. Pressure. Wait, which wheel is off? Yeah. Well, he, he brought uh, coffee, so he's definitely he's not in. a squeaky he's a wheel. One. He's in. Hey, we want to thank Charburger. Talk about it's not a squeaky wheel. Charburger. No. Um, they are a store around here that sells food. It's amazing food, though. Also known as a restaurant. <laughs> Hey guys, we're just we're just making it through. He's not look, had all look, this coffee yet. Look, I'm not, not taking a sip of this coffee yet. But here's why I know: is that I, I ate previously, so I, the charberry that's being eaten in here, I've, oh. I've just had to look at it, and it looks amazing. They have great salads. They have chicken fingers. They have the wildcat burger. They have onion rings, and they're at 3848 Alabama Highway 69 in Gunnersville. Open Monday through Saturday, 5:30 to 7 p.m. Uh, charburger, credible, credible restaurant or store that sells food, and also. 
There is B&B Games, a great place in Albertville, uh, by the Pizza Hut up there in Albertville on 431. This is a place you can go in, pay one time, and you can play old 80s-style arcade games as much as you want. They have some of them in there that were used in Stranger Things, which I geek out on a little bit. And, and also, if you want to just buy a console, you want to buy console games, they have that stuff there as well. So you can go there and see them uh, and get any of that stuff you need there. So thanks to B&B Games for sponsoring. Uh, now I guess we're going to hit some music, Steven. Sure, we can do that. I got Sounds David good. Dunn, the number one song in the nation, Yes and No, right here on the Varsity Radio Show. All right, we got some people watching. Corey Yarbrough. We were just talking about you, man. Hey, Quentin up, Neil Williams. He's watching. Good. Daniel, Glad he's watching. Is that M- okay. Mullinex? Oh, I love okay, Daniel. Oh, Mullinex. yeah. He's cool. All right. You're welcome to come in anytime. Hang out till we get started. Yeah, we got Coach right out here. You can yeah, come in. Come in. Just hang out till we get started. All right. Mullinex. Cool. We got some phonage going on here. What's <sighs> up? Candy oh, Armstrong. Coach, coach Harding and uh, Coach Candy, you there? There he is. <laughs> awesome. What are you? Hot air. It, it We're in the middle of a song right now. we got about a minute 50 left. If you want to stay on the line, and we'll get to you here in just a minute and a half, okay? That's Coach. Because I'm called Coach Q. I didn't know if you were like Coach Greg or Coach Henderson. I didn't know that. You guys feel free to just hang out. We'll bring you up in just a couple minutes. Sorry about all the stuff. Just move that. Yeah, my bad. That's my fault. I made a mess for the guests. You did make a mess. Look at you. No, it was my mess. (laughs) 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 All right, so he is the next coach. He's probably going to make me run for making a mess. Not good. I know this coffee was on point. So we got uh, got Coach Harding and Coach Henderson in the studio. They're going to be on with us live on radio at 3 right after Clutch. So if you're on Facebook World and you've got friends you want to see, be a part of that, make sure to invite them on to that. Hey, um, we were talking about how much time we got, Stephen? Uh, I can hit an. Well, we got candy on hold no, right let's, now. We'll I got candy. fifty-four seconds until okay. candy. Okay. Oh, 50, well, I got weather, and then we got candy. Okay, gotcha. It's so, raining. Yeah. It's wet. <laughs> so one thing I just want to make sure we talk about on Facebook because it's important to me is the hysteria that's going on with coronavirus mm-hmm. and and I, again, I think it's a serious. I mean, we we all know it's a very serious deal. It's not nothing to be made lot of, but. There seems to be a lot of people buying a lot of things that are going out of stock. And you mentioned, yeah, my sister's struggling to buy diapers right now. You know, she texts today. So I don't said, understand. Like, I guess I'm trying to wrap my mind around the idea of, <laughs> oh gosh, there's coronavirus coming. Look, we get a bunch of diapers. Like, have we, you seen the videos of people running in the Costco when they announced that they have toilet paper? Have you seen that? Is that a? Is it's that like a, well, Black saw, Friday. You saw that Arab Walmart oh, yeah. out of toilet paper. Yeah. Arab Walmart's out of toilet paper. They were. They were. I they don't were. know. On Sunday they were out. Yesterday I called and they had gotten a shipment in, but it was very <laughs> scarce. I live in Arab. What so, so what's happening? Are yeah. people feeling like like we're going to be locked? They're going to tell us to to like never go anywhere. They're saying the CDC is telling everybody go ahead and stockpile supplies so that Thanks you can stay lot. home if you need to. That way, if business is shut down and you're supposed to stay at home, you have everything that you need. Because I mean. If you don't have toilet paper, what are you going to use? Well, I mean, there's the, a few th- well, pages. Isn't you, really you wanted to actually have a segment on the show there's today options about called uh, Alternative fact, Options. Question for Facebook world out there. If you did not have toilet paper. Oh, here we go. What would you use to, Aggivisions to clean so yourself? We, should, we could get some so, good ones. Yeah, I want to know like what goes on in your <clears throat> If If you have to use the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. What is that? What is your thought process at that moment? Please leave a comment. (laughs) Yes, please comment that. 
It's time for the FCA Moment of the Week. All right. Welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show. Uh, it is one of our favorite moments. It's time to talk to one of our FCA representatives, famous people. So famous. And today it's one of the most famous mm-hmm. because her name is also a food that you can buy at stores that sell food. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Candy. What's up, Candy? Oh, not much. It's working. Candy, can you stop by and like run the show today? Because we're really, like, I don't know if we're going to make it. We're struggling. Uh, speak for only, yourself. Only if everything out of the building. Oh, how are things going over there? It's going good. It's busy as always. We have lots and lots going on. Yeah, I know. I mean, even last week, some of the things you were talking about, it was a, a long list. Now, one of those happened, right? Yes, last night we had our behind the bench um, lady tuttle. It was very good. We had um, Coach Hugh Freeze from Liberty University. His wife came and spoke, and we had worship led by um, a lady from here in Madison. Her name was Ashley Smith, but it went really, really well. Did you get to meet Hugh Freeze's wife? We did. Was she a pleasant person? Yes, very. Awesome. Very, very, very sweet Christian lady. Very uh. strong. It, yeah, she's amazing. It's so cool you guys do things like that for our community and for yes. our coaches' wives. That's really incredible. What else? Uh, what do you got coming up here next? Well, the next big thing we have going on is our home team celebration. And um, we have tickets available. You can contact us at, well, you can send me an email at kearmstrong at fca.org. But this home team celebration, our guest speaker is going to be, it's actually a fundraising dinner that we do. And um, our special speaker this year is Coach Steve Spurrier from hey, most wow. people want Got to the old ball coach in South Carolina. Um, those Gamecocks, but yes, but he's going to be our guest speaker, and that's going to be on April the seventh, which is now less than a month away. Yep. Does he make those same top faces he made from the <laughs> sidelines when he's speaking? Let's hope not. <laughs> what? What? Are, what is the plan? If he throws his visor in the middle of his, y'all have like a. Let's plan? hope not. That's he's got it. He's got. I wonder yeah. if he wears a visor when he. He's got to wear a visor when he's speaking, right? Well, hey, we'll see. You know, y'all come and join us that night. We need to. Yeah. We need to go see that. I'm down. Yeah, y'all need to come and see that. Definitely. That's exciting, man. You guys have got like some real celebrities yeah. coming here lately. I'm impressed. Pull some strings and get y'all in. Well, you would have to pull a lot of strings to get this crew in anywhere. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like warnings for us. If you talk, don't talk to anybody too high up. Yeah, they know about us. Yeah. They don't want us to be around. Yeah. This is available for um, for anybody though who is interested in FCA, who are um, interested in becoming partners. Our home team celebration is actually a night that we recognize those who support us throughout the year and also it is a quote-unquote fundraising dinner so for any prospects who are interested in becoming partners with fca and helping us in our mission that's what this night is about that's incredible and and what a great organization to partner with and to help support because of all you do for so many students and for coaches in this area Uh, man i would encourage anybody who has opportunity to go and be a part of that that'd be incredible uh, what else you got going on, Candy? Well, we are still in need. You know, we've got summer. It'll be here before we know it. So we have summer camps that are coming up. We will be um, working one in Albertville, and we have Madison East, Coleman, and Madison West. 
But with that being said, we are still interested in, um, we're needing interns to help us with those camps. Um, anybody who will be an upcoming junior, senior, or college age kid can contact our office for more information. But we are, we are always in need of interns. And right now we really need males. We don't have a lot of guy, huddle, uh, guy interns right now. Well, so we it's, it's because, it's because us guys are just real, real slow to commit. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's the they're the just putting there. they're putting that off to the last minute. Yeah, so it's it's going to come, yeah. but we're yeah. procrastinating. We're going to get them there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, got, we we got a good number. We would just like to see a little bit more. Sure, you know, for guys to um to sign up and be involved. But well, we had a student like, who went through that, and it's such an incredible experience for her to be able to grow in her own personal faith, but also just in her leadership. Yeah, uh, it was. It was life-changing for her, even in the things she wanted to be involved in. So if you got a student out there or you are a student listening, it's a great way to do mission work without trying to figure out how you raise you know, thousands of dollars to go across the seas. You can actually do something here that is uh, that you're going to see life change happen, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Exactly, exactly. We had uh, – we've got camp sign-ups going on now. I think last year we had close to maybe 1,400 students there about, give or wow. take a little. That's awesome. At our sports camp, and those are the lives that our interns get to pour into every, you know, every day for almost five weeks. Well, Candy, we thank you for what you do pouring into everybody's lives. We couldn't thank you and your team over there enough. Um, we're so excited to be partnering with you guys and to be. And we'll be in Albertville when that camp happens, yep. and we'll get to see you guys there. So, um, thank you so much for your time, Candy. We really appreciate you being with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Candy. Uh-huh. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Next okay. Podcast. Yeah. Um, in other words, I guess next topic. Well, I mean, I guess so that this, works. This is the first time in the history of ever that we actually have bread and milk in grocery stores, but no toilet paper and whatever. What is hmm. it? Uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. And we've seen some today when we came in, <laughs> and uh, Derek made a comment about stealing it from the church and putting it on eBay for four hundred dollars. Well, see, I'm now that kidding. you put it that way, I see how that could have really be ta- taken out of context. But yeah, I did say that. Um, but I'm not going to. No, because it was a joke. I, I'm not. I'm not going to. So, this is honest goodness. I was at our church the other day, and there was two bottles of hand sanitizer in our bathroom, and I was like. One of those probably need to be in my office. So I just, you know, <laughs> took one just in case to go to my office. I mean, I don't want to run out of that stuff. I love hand sanitizer. They say you can make it with alcohol, aloe vera, and something like... Well, I mean, when you start making your deodorant... Well, yeah. I can do the same thing. We, hey, need a, we need a meme of a, <laughs> like a pastor meeting with his greeting team and then having something funny you know, say when your pastor meets with the greeting team and has like this huge... Shampoo bottle size of hand sanitizer. <laughs> so Carrie, Carrie Harris says, "Then I will work on the stockpile of restaurant napkins in my glove box." That's actually a good. <laughs> and idea. I'm just curious. Do you know my wife? Like, like <laughs> I think that's good. Here's crazy. the reason why. Look, we got some. Of these. Look, give me one of these. What are you look, doing? I want to see this. Look, this is a restaurant napkin that he's we got from Charburger. They have a little more durability than a Kleenex. And they're not as harsh as a paper towel. So I think this is a great plan, actually. So just go to a I restaurant and say, I picked some food up earlier. I need I need my napkins. Man, we're helping you guys out on Facebook Live. If you will real, get extra, real life extra napkins, put them somewhere so that when toilet paper shortage happens, you have that there to lean on. This is almost But I mean, like, is there really, like, <laughs> how, big deal. how long 
does it take to get toilet paper from the manufacturer to the store? I don't know. Like, is this... Is, you don't but, know. And, <laughs> that's why I'm asking. That's the problem. I'm asking. We don't know. But I'm, what I'm also saying is if this turns into that conversation we had about milk, I don't want to have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we need to be thinking about the things like toilet paper. That's an important thing. We need piece. to be thinking about you the things. You take that for granted. And getting the food from the food Pe- stores. People <laughs> take toilet paper for granted in this world. That's true. They, yeah, they do. do. So true. It is a like, oh, there's going to be toilet paper. Like, well, hey, get, grab, grab well, a thing of toilet paper when you come home. Culture is learned. Okay. You said Col- you want clutch now? Yeah. We okay. do clutch. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right. We're at 1454. I can hit another song or we can go ahead with clutch. It's up to you. Say 1454? I'm sorry. 254. Yeah, I was like, whoa. 254 is good. Whoa. You want another song or you want to no, go No, we're good. I was like, what song it? you playing go. for 14 minutes? <laughs> what song is that? If you're playing a song for 14 minutes, it's like a... Is that a hill song? Something song? from Bethel. <laughs> Upper Bethel? room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's we like just, Rush. We've hit the bridge six times. Six times. Seven <laughs> eleven songs. The same seven words 11 times over. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, and now, today's clutch moment. All right. Jesus, when he is talking on the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking to his disciples on this mountainside. First, uh, Matthew 5 through... Seven. We get this sermon, and he's sharing. He's sharing what life looks like, and in it, he does this kind of odd moment because he's talking about heavy, heavy stuff like hatred and anger and lust and divorce. I mean, these heavy topics, still heavy topics today. Mm-hmm. And then he hits with this moment where he talks about oaths. And we don't really think about oaths that often. I mean, like it's not like we go around in the morning and go, you know what? I got to make sure I get my oaths right today. You know, got to line up my oaths, make sure I got some good oaths. You know, we just don't do that. You know, no. But we. In a form or fashion, have had this idea of oaths a long time, and we do it. Like, you remember when you were a kid and you would say things like, uh, I cross my heart. I hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. Yeah, we used to say that, right? That's yeah. just a form of an oath. Or if you have kids now, you probably know what a pinky promise is. We haven't got that far yet, but yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's a type of oath, yeah. you know? Uh, and they had some in the Old Testament that were unusual. In fact, Abraham had an oath where he told somebody to stick his hand under his thigh and make this oath. Which mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. That'd no. be a very weird yeah, way. That, that's really gonna to do an oath. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty weird. You know, I'm so, glad I'm not the only one who found that scripture a little weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's weird. Not just kind of one time, oath. and it's it's all throughout there. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of interesting that that's yeah. that was an oath form. But I mean, think how weird a pinky promise looks to somebody. Oh yeah. You know, so it was just different things that we did to make oath. So That's what you did there. So Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew five verse thirty three through thirty seven says again you have heard that it was said to those of old you shall not swear falsely but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you do not take an oath at all either by heaven where is the throne of God or by the earth where is the footstool or by Jerusalem where is the city of the great King. And do not take an oath by your head for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. And what happened at the time is the Pharisees, the time were in charge of what oaths, you weren't supposed to break an oath to God, and they would kind of make judgment on that. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to get people loopholes. Like, in fact, you can make a, the time, you could make a uh, oath on Jerusalem, but you couldn't make an oath facing Jerusalem. So it was like all these different loopholes. It's like crossing your fingers. Yeah, like behind your back. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly like that. And, And what happened in this moment is you had this credibility gap that started being created by what was everyday culture and the religious uh, leaders of that day. And Jesus comes on the scene and bridges that gap and just has incredible credibility. And part of it was because he was just so honest and he was so genuine. And I think in this moment we see him dealing with that, with this, and, and we see him stepping into this. And part of it is because his integrity was just 
so so real. So I wonder, question, Derek, you can jump in on this question. What does integrity look like to you? Well, you can look at that. You can look at that a lot of different ways. Um, doing what you say is one. You know, if you say you're going to do something, part of your integrity is then being able to follow through in doing that. Um, something that, because I know, I know how I lived a, a lot of my life growing up, like in the church and then in the world, um, I knew when to speak Christianese and I knew when not to, you know what I'm saying? And so I was basically different people in different places, you know? Um, so now as an adult and somebody who's grown and matured and what I try to do, I think part of my integrity is, is being the same. So I want to be the same on the radio as I am in my office, as I am on a stage, as I am with my kids, as I am with, you know, I just want to be the same. And the only thing that really only should change is really the conversations that we have. And so I think, I think that that's part of, of integrity is people being able to look at you and know that's who he is. What he says is what he does. And, and they can trust that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't catch anybody off guard. You don't surprise anybody. That kind of thing. Do you guys feel like any of you guys in this? Do you feel like that um, our lack of integrity in the church has caused a credibility gap between the church and culture? Ooh. Ooh. I would say, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the times <clears throat> you have, you know, especially in a lot of things that's happened in the last few years in the church with people in leadership getting caught doing things that were very immoral and um, it made the church look like very hypocritical in those sense where the leaders were fired for certain things and um, whether it's youth pastors or pastors just you know and so that took a hit to the credibility of the church I think especially in this nation. Um, and then just the whole idea of, you know, whether they mean to or not intentionally or intentionally, um, um, living holier than thou almost. And then they talk to people that are not Christian and the, the perception is that, oh, well, they're better than me because they go to church and yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel, do you think that, I mean, when Jesus says this at the end, it seems that he's talking about let your yeses be your yes, your noes be your noes. It's really a simple way. And we know, the crazy thing is, I don't think he's saying, like, you're never going to make an oath. When we get married, we make an oath to our spouses, right? But in this moment, I think he's dealing with this idea of just simply being honest in what we say and not feeling like we have to fluff it up. I mean, how important is, uh, is it to let your yeses be your yeses and your noes be your noes? Yes, I, I agree with that. And I think um, sometimes, like you said, the Pharisees and the religious people of that day, um, Jesus wanted to make it so simple for the people of the of the world at that time, for to for them to hear the message that he was bringing. I mean, he was the message; he was the gospel. But for for most people, it was well, you've got to do this or you've got to do that, and then you can be accepted. Or you and Jesus said, no, you. I want to make this so simple for everyone who believes they shall be saved. For everyone who believes in me. And I think, you know, we were talking just a minute ago about you had said something. And I thought about how teenagers, I'm in youth ministry, where I think all of us have been a part of youth ministry at some point. But teenagers, 
there's a scripture calls it talks about being doers of the word and we talked about this earlier and i can talk to a teenager or an adult or anybody and tell them about christ and tell them uh all these things and say the i do i do this i'll do that i can do this but when until they see it acted out till they see you living the word of god in front of them uh i think that makes such more more of a difference and brings integrity when you are a doer of the word and not just saying it not just saying well i i read read the bible so many hours a day and then you you really don't i um there's so many things i think as the church we just need to be honest about with this culture and just be straight like jesus was and said just let your your yes be yes and your no be no don't try to fluff it up don't try to make somebody feel like it's more than this or more than that it's so simple it's so simple to live for god but a lot of times we try to make it so complicated yeah let me like kind of land the plane for us here i i think that uh we have to ask the question how do we as believers begin to bridge that uh that credibility gap and honestly i think where we starts being honest with ourselves uh absolutely there's so much so much expectations get put on us by all these different areas in our life from our job the fact that we might be a husband or a wife, we might be a parent, you might be a, a, a kid, you might be going to school, you might be playing in a sport, uh, you might be leading some kind of organization, you might be volunteering somewhere, you might have somebody you're working for or people working for you. It just seems like we're in a world of constant expectations placed on us. And sometimes those expectations cause us to try to create loopholes and not be honest about what's really going on inside of ourselves. And so with my encouragement to everyone listening, Facebook, radio, it's when we look at this, I think at the, at the very core of it, Jesus is saying, like, be true about what's going on inside of you. When you're struggling, say you're struggling. When you're yep. doing great, say you're doing great. Yeah. When you can say yes, say you yes. want to say yes, say yes. When you need to say no, say no. And don't feel like you have to, to polish that over for people. Yeah. But be genuine. Because when we begin to do that, then culture begins to trust us again. Because mm-hmm. we don't look like supermen. Yeah. We look like humans who are following God. And that's what I think this culture really wants to see. And so out there, if you're listening, man, I want you to know we're praying for you in here. We're praying mm-hmm. that you would experience that kind of uh, that kind of peace that comes with realizing you don't have to live up to every expectation put on you, that God made you, He loves you, He has a plan for you, and that plan was not to be everybody's answer for every problem. Ooh. It was just to be to follow Him and, and do the best you can every day. It's warm in here. It, it is, is warm. warm. What were you talking about? <laughs> So if you're uh, watching on Facebook, if I begin to sweat, it's because yeah, I, have my, I have my inhaler in here. <laughs> get you another head <laughs> it's because our air is not working correctly. Uh, all right, we're going to move you guys up. I'll make room for them. <clears throat> well, I'm going to head back to work. Rick. Thanks, Rick. Thank we you. appreciate the coffee, man. Yes, Absolutely. man. That's awesome. And uh, Q, just let me know when you want to meet up. Okay. It's going to be me and Seth. I think I'm going to get Annie Fur too, to meet with us. So. All right. Perfect. All right. Thanks, man. Is it one of you guys want a cup of coffee? Or the extra one? I, guess I think I might explode if I'm hot. <laughs> Greg? <laughs> just kitchen fire. No, thank you. Okay. I'm going to prop this door up. More for me. Hey, Daniel, if you want to take a look at that thermostat, you can try turning it down. You, yeah, if there's an Arctic setting, just turn it on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what you want to do is you want to – you can wear those. You can wear them all the time because we're on Facebook the whole time too. So any, any conversation yeah. we have is going live. So so. To wear. No, you're good. It's I mean, up to you. It's up it's to you. Preference. But if you want to hear better, sometimes it's yeah, it's easier to hear them through the yeah. through here. It helps me sometimes. I get a little loud, so I know 
not to be so loud. And you want to make sure yeah. you stay kind of up in your mic. All right, Facebook, we got Coach Harding and Coach Henderson with us. So this is the moment where you want to share and get people on watching. <laughs> yep. Uh, two of the legends of our area. There you go. Perfect. Is it hard being legends? <laughs> <laughs> he being for real. <laughs> I just wonder. We'll just lead with that. We'll just like, lead with that. that was, is, I thought right like questions I wanted to ask you. Like that was my probably my first one. That's that's the legend right there. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. You have so. you, Greg. When you have your face on a sign in a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> that is. I feel like you legendary status. Legend. Yeah. Yes. I, I just tell everybody I was not interesting enough to be the most interesting man in the world, so they put it on <laughs> the Corona guy. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You tell me. So the virus is your fault. I guess. That's what I'm saying. Oh, nobody share the video now. Nobody uh, share that. I we sure don't want Greg getting anything. What video? Oh, oh this video. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you okay today? I don't know. Are you okay? I don't Go know. Go down to the store. That sells <laughs> food. That sells food something? All right. So we're not going to ask you serious questions until we get on the radio. This yeah. is just more informal. Okay. You want one more song? You want to go ahead? Uh, one more song. One more song. One more song. Okay. We'll do. It's the first time y'all been on. <coughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just eight people, and four of those are us. So, yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, my phone's off. Good. Maybe it's not me. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. So it's not even. Not even you. Um, I went off it for that. Oh, sorry. So Greg, talk about talk about the. Was it a hard transition going from tennis? No, don't talk about that. We need to do that on air. What? Talk about. Let's talk about general things like right now, like how long you've been coaching. Because I don't want those are kind of boring things on on air. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying though? (laughs) Like I think that's a great on air question. Okay. Okay. Like I I I think that because that's really cool. It's a lot of tension in it. It's kind of okay. You know, it's fun. So like, how long have you been coaching? Um, I coached tennis for 17 seasons, and then been working on basketball for two. Okay. And coach. Mm, 30 years. 30 in years. 1990. And kind of run through where your career's been at. You know, different schools and stuff. Well, I, I coached tennis at Albertville for 17 seasons. Is that it? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and basketball at Albertville for two. Yes. So you've just been Albertville. Yes, as All far right. as coaching. Yes. But you haven't. You've had a little bit no, of diversity. I, I was at Douglas from 1990 to 1993 and at DAR from 1993 to 97. And then I got here your senior year uh the, the fall of 1997 was my first year at albertville but you didn't come in as the varsity coach initially no i was a jv coach for the first two years okay and then you took the varsity and then you've been there ever yeah. since did you did you, you play basketball for coach mm-hmm. i didn't i can't remember until i'll save that for the radio what i told you last week oh now i remember yeah. Oh, okay i'll save that it's good no it's good it was all on me it was all on me um yeah, I played middle school. I played for Coach Wiggly my whole career. <laughs> so Coach Wiggly was my seventh and eighth grade coach, and then I moved up, and he moved up, and then I had Coach Wiggly two more years, and then I I hung it up prematurely because it was like I said I was yeah we'll talk dumb. about I was dumb so we'll just talk about something me being dumb on yeah. the radio. That's good. That's good. We'll save that. All right. Um, this year, who's I, I want to know this? Who took over? tennis a young young man that i'd coached ian weisner 
um, that um, I'd worked with from Douglas. He um, is now a math teacher at the middle school, okay. and, and he's the head boys coach. Um, Jenny Rains is the head girls coach at Alberville, so she was working with me the last couple of years I was there, and then um, she took over and Ian took over. Okay. Um, they separated them. I coached both, both boys and girls. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. All right. Welcome back, guys. Our athletes today are actually coaches. I'm guessing. <laughs> I, well, I know that, Greg, I know you were an athlete. I don't I don't really know what you're – was he – he these things – maybe we should know that. So we got Coach <laughs> – You didn't Google anything today? No, I didn't. Oh, we got Coach Harding. <laughs> I'm so old it won't be on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Harding and Coach Henderson, both from Albertville, both um, have – this last season coaching basketball and Harding for coach Harding for a long time there and coach Henderson's been there last couple years um and now uh, before that though he coached tennis for a long time so but I wonder that like tell us a little bit if we talk about athlete interviews tell us a little bit about what you did as an athlete before you went into coaching be interesting to know you'll start with me sure um really I played basketball in high school uh played for the Aggies I was on the bench most of the time because I was behind uh, Tony Mabry at one guard and Rod Rudolph, who was an um, Olympic high jumper at the other guard. So I sat on the bench a good bit but uh, for basketball, but I enjoyed it. Yes, I did enjoy sitting on the bench <laughs> and coming in occasionally. But uh, tennis was my sport, so I played um, high school tennis for Albertville. Uh, played a couple years of junior college tennis under a great coach who molded me and then uh, was able to go on to play at UNLV. So I played there and graduated from UNLV uh, with tennis. Now, didn't you so have like a connection to like a famous tennis guy at UNLV? That <laughs> um, I played doubles with Phil Agassi, whose younger brother is Andre Agassi, who was a he was pretty good world number one. Yeah, yeah he's so, pretty good. He's pretty. So good. Andre was a little squirt, and I like to tell everybody he came to watch me play. But, you know, <laughs> he, he actually was watching his brother. But, so uh, was Phil good too? Phil was an excellent player. Yes, he played number one for us and. You know, he qualified for the NCAA's, but he never quite made it to the um, pro tour or anything. But gotcha. he was he was he was quite good. Yeah. So did you ever get to go back and see Andre play like live? When <clears throat> I never really did. Okay. No, uh, just got back to Albertville and just other things happened. So gotcha. I never really got too much involved with the the players in the you circuit. Don't, you don't like Caulfield every now and then. Go, hey, how's, <laughs> how's your little brother doing? We, no, we, my dad ran into him one time um, at Caesar's Palace, which is a great story. But he saw um, Andre and Phil eating dinner and. He went up and talked to him again and just kind of reacquainted. But I, I never really just took advantage of that, probably like I should have. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What about you, uh, Coach Harding? What, uh, did you play sports growing up? What was that like? I did. I played basketball at Albertville and played baseball and uh, played two years of basketball at Sneed. Uh, then after Sneed, I went to Athens State, and I was a manager my junior year. My senior year, I was kind of a student assistant. I got to sit on the couch and listen to Coach some, so. Uh, that was my career before coaching. I didn't know y'all both played at Albertville. Was, I didn't. I thought I, you just said that. Oh, if I did, I apologize. I, I graduated from DAR. Okay. I, he said Albertville, right? <clears throat> he, he did. I caught that. Okay. You <laughs> caught that. I'm just like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't I'm know sorry. that. Okay. I wasn't going to throw him under the bus. Well, you've been, you've been there for so long. I mean, that's it's right. kind of ingrained in you. I get that. Um, awesome. So you guys have your own career. So what's, you asked a question I made you ask. I was just curious um, for Greg, like what is the biggest transition, you know, coaching tennis and then stepping in? I know you know both sports, mm-hmm. so it's not a probably not a knowledge gap, but what is how, how is that different? Did it take you just a minute to, to, to get acclimated? Uh, actually, I still don't know the basketball <laughs> like I should. And I mean, I, I 
Coach Harding with Sudir and Ridley nod his head yes. Uh, and one of the biggest transaction transitions was, you know, in tennis, I, I was the head guy. I was used yeah. to being, you know, setting up the practices and calling mm-hmm. the shots and doing that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm I'm not. That's a, you know, I, I don't even know if I'm a very good assistant, you know, for, for Coach Harding. But, uh, you know, trying to just step back and just not get in, get in the way because Coach Harding's knowledge is off the charts. And so for me to step back and learn from him and uh, be a part of that is excellent. But the hardest thing for me, even though I know the sport of basketball, I kind of know the five-on-fives. I know, you know, what I would try to do if I was, yeah. you know, making the strategy. Um, but the terminology of today's game is so different. The speed of it's, you know, a lot different. So just trying to catch up with all that. And I'm still not there, but uh, but I think I, I, I learned a little bit more from the first year to the second. But that's it. Tennis, I, I know inside and out. Um, probably like Coach Harding does basketball, but just, right. you know, trying to catch the other sports tough. Right. Coach, what, what made you – uh, Coach Harding, what made you decide to want to bring Greg over from tennis to basketball, knowing he was a tennis coach? Yeah, that's a great question. So we went uh, for about three or four months looking for a teacher that coached basketball, you know, and, and fitting him into. I don't even remember what the field was at that time, and that's a tricky thing. It has to be a good fit in the classroom. Has mm-hmm. to be a good fit on the staff, and um, you know, you do this a long time and you learn because you make a lot of mistakes. Along the way, I was always trying to find a real knowledgeable coach, a guy who really knew his stuff. And then I've kind of learned that sometimes that's harder than having a guy that d- doesn't know as much, and then we can mold him, and he can learn our system. Uh, and Greg has always been one that has followed basketball, was very passionate about it. I, I coached his son, and uh, was just a good friend of mine. And I thought this would be a good fit. And another thing, and this is and I, this may be funny to some but it's really true as you get older i was the young guy on the staff and then i was the guy in the 30s and 40s and i was coaching but now as the guy older it's good to have somebody older it's got it's good to have somebody who's raised boys yeah um you know and i've got we've got coaches that are single we've got two coaches that are engaged we've got one recently married one recently had their first child and there's a huge gap in what goes on in their life and what goes on in my life and so, uh, you know, he's been a great friend to me, and he uh, is a lot better basketball coach than uh, he gives himself credit for. If you can coach a skill like golf or tennis, you have to be very detail-oriented. And sometimes five-on-five or in football, 11-on-11, some of that detail might get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's, he's a great asset mm-hmm. to us. And, uh, uh, you know, he got his sea legs this year, maybe the first year. I knew the first year would be really hard because it should – all our coaches, those guys who have coached, are kind of overwhelmed with. We do a lot of stuff, and so. Um, but this year, he's you know he's uh, he's a big asset for us. Nice, coach. You talked about <clears throat> coaching a long time. I'm not trying to point that your age, <laughs> but talk about talk about how the county as a whole. Because I think if anybody has a read on the county and basketball, it would be you. Talk about just the county over your time and like how has how has basketball kind of changed and evolved to kind of where we are now? Because I know it's different from when I played. Yeah, it, it's different sets. It's different because I was telling I was telling somebody like I don't understand. Like I, like you talked about like I don't understand the ins and outs because when even when I did it, it was different. So how is how has that changed over your you know your career? <laughs> well, the way the game's played, it, it, it really is evolving. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, and, and we're always trying to learn a new way to do something a little bit better. Uh, stay true to who we are and the, and the tenets that we believe in, the philosophy, but at the same time try to find something um, you know, that we might could do or teach, be able to teach better. As far as the county goes, you know, it's uh, any high school, just about any high school, there's going to be uh, peaks and valleys with yep. talent. Uh, yep. The senior class that we'll have next year, our current juniors, there's more kids that play basketball and are and are, are athletic than probably we've had in quite some time, probably since 2003. We yep. have it's been a long time since we had that much athleticism, and you have dips. And what you try to do as a coach is when you have those really good years, try to squeeze as much out of that group as you can. And when you have dips, is try to coach them up and and try to not make it as deep a valley as it might or could right. be. Uh, and I think all the coaches in our area would, would probably say the same thing. Um, you know, this county's had runs. It's, it's, you're good. Like, I think we're, we were pretty good this year. But relative to everybody else in Northeast 6A, we could have been the sixth or seventh best team in right. the region. Uh, and in some years, we may not have been as talented. But relative to who we're playing, you know, we came out pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. I can remember the 90s in um, Marshall County basketball. Uh, I was at DAR, and we were the smallest school in the state, and there was Gunnersville, Albertville, Boaz, and, and ARAB with Division One players, every one of them. And so, uh, you know, there, there's there's peaks and valleys with talent throughout our county. And, you know, I, I think basketball is um, still very popular in our county. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, with, without, with Alabama, it's a football state, but I do think there's a – uh, a great love for basketball in this region yeah nice hey we're going to take a break we're going to come back we're going to talk a little bit just about kind of some of you guys's personal accomplishments and uh, maybe even talk a little bit about your guys faith so you stay, stay with us out there we'll be back in just a minute all right we're back up on facebook live all right what did we leave off on facebook live i was asking something Wait, what what did we leave off on facebook live i can't remember <clears throat> oh um i want to talk a bit about <laughs> What'd you laugh for? I don't know. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about. Uh, you mentioned, you know, how you both got both got two 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 boys. It's kind of this connection. Tell me, tell a little bit more about that. Like raising boys, playing sports with you um, this season of life. Talk about kind of how how you guys are transitioning through that, and with your sons getting getting out from underplaying. I know yours have for a little bit now. But yours is just, you know, transition out of school. Like, talk about how how you're navigating that. Well, I think one of the things I've learned personally, and then through my assistance through the years, is you become a better coach when you become a parent. Mm. Um, the expectations that young coaches have for seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth graders uh, is sometimes too high. I, they just expect those guys to to yeah. do exactly what you say every time and to understand exactly what your expectations are and uh, you know parenting is humbling coaching is humbling uh, and you have the best intentions many times and the kid may have the best intentions and we and there's they don't connect and that's a in parenting that happens quite a bit you think you may have covered a principle that's very dear and dear to you <laughs> and sometimes you know there's there's some slippage there um, I just think it, not necessarily boys, but just parenting in general makes us better teachers and coaches. What's you, Greg? Well, I, I totally agree. But coaching your son is is a is a different world than coaching somebody else's son. I think um, you know the pressures are a little bit different. They're different at home. Um, there's the father son dynamic, which can be a little bit fractious at times. It, it just can. 
Um, but but the great thing about coaching Gabe, and I coached him in basketball through, you know, most of the rec league stuff. And and when he was ten, he was a pretty good basketball player. But you could tell what was going on in his um, in the in the game by his facial expressions. So we started working right then. I said, son, you just you just can't let anybody know the score. You can't let anybody know what you're feeling by your facial expressions. You need to try to just do you know do better with that. And so for the next well. Since then, I've never been able to tell what's going on in Gabe's life because he, he has got, he's got the best poker face that I know of. So, so that's one thing you got to be careful of. Good job, Dad. That, yeah, good so job. It was a little bit too good. How do you get the point? Like, you know, I've, I've, I've coached all three of my daughters in their rec basketball last year. How do you get that point where you're not – where you don't treat them different, like so. Not, I'm not saying like I, I, don't I, th- I don't think you'll ever get there. Okay, because no. I never treat them like I never go easier on them. I find myself sometimes going harder. being a little harder sure. on my daughters than I am on the other folks. Sure. I was harder on expectations, but I also allowed Gabe and Alex probably a little more freedom than I probably would have the other kids, just because I knew them and I knew how they reacted to some things. Uh, they would they would treat me different because I was a dad. They would t- probably try me a little bit more. Um, had it been you guys coaching them, they probably would have obeyed totally, hundred percent. But when it's the dad, they, you know, might try to test yeah. that a little bit. So you gotta gotta be a little bit careful. Yeah, I was practicing. Fine I was practicing a group, one of my daughters' groups of friends. We just kind of got together Saturday, and I was running through some stuff and doing some some playing. And my daughter got so mad at me, she was like just fuming. I mean, got a lot of rebounds for the rest <laughs> of the time, but just kind of fuming over the right. deal. And it's like, man, no other player in here. Over what I did is going to get that way toward Correct. me, but yeah. she knows she can, you know. It so can it's funny, Greg said that uh, about coaching their son and freedom and expectations because it's exactly the same way with with mine. My expectations was higher for them than it was the others. At the same time, uh, you know, Dane and Dylan kind of knew about what I wanted more than anybody else out there, mm-hmm. so you can allow them a little bit more freedom. I know Dane would come over there and say, "We need to be doing this. We need to be doing that," and probably some kids i'd say go out there and play you know you know but you know sometimes he many times he was right and it was something that we haven't thought about or i didn't see so uh, well you were probably talking about it at home or like things that other people didn't get the the ability to to have those type conversations hi i'm brindley denny and dane was in the flow of the game i mean he was spot on on several of those occasions when he's talking to coach i mean he was in the flow he could feel what the other team was doing you know we, we tried to see it but yeah he was he was really good dane was a good coach on the floor he was very good when I see you, Greg, out there, um, I feel like you are uh, a really good hot man. <laughs> I really do. Well, I, I hope so. That's, uh, that's, 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 I mean. Well, I uh, feel like, you know, you take that mindset. This is just me kind of peering in. You can say, Q, you're an idiot if you need to. But, like, yeah, I feel like you you say, man, when we're going through a tough moment, I'm going to make sure I'm going to try to get us up in that moment. I saw that over and over this last season. Well, a long time ago, somebody made the comment, I guess just because of my lifestyle, but they made the comment, wow, you're enthusiastic. And I didn't know whether to slap them or, you know, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. tell them thank you or whatever at that point in time until I really studied what that meant. And when, it, when I realized that it meant full of God, mm-hmm. then I, I, I took that and ran with it. And I hope I'm the most enthusiastic person ever. So if I can be full of God and pour out on these kids, man, that's what I want to do. So, that's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I'm that energy buddy on yeah. the sidelines. I'm, I'm it, man. That's what that's what I want to do. Who told you it meant that? I just read it. It's is it's, that true? Yes. Or are you just making that up? No, <laughs> I just don't know. I've never heard that. I mean, Go- I've just Go- never heard that. Google it. Oh Google my goodness! Enthusiastic means full of God. Yeah. Hmm. I believe you. 
because you have your face on a Mexican restaurant poster. <laughs> I mean, that's what I believe you uh, for sure. Does it? Are you are you fact checking that? Uh, yeah, he's, he's spot on. Okay, well yeah. there you go. Greg's right again, guys. <laughs> I had him in Sunday school for a time, so I didn't doubt that for one second. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> I don't know what y'all uh, are doing. Greg's right. There you go. Um, you got any off air questions? What we got left? You got a minute for? We'll just wait. We'll just no, wait we're not wait. That's like a minute. That feels. I awkward. think my question. I think my question for what you're wanting today. Is on oh, you want to you want to yeah. go into the faith stuff a little more then, or what do you? Oh, okay, Not all right, really. never mind. Well, I do, but I want to wait okay. to on air because I think people need to hear that yeah. piece of it. So, um, when do y'all get to back to practice? Uh, we're really not going to get started till after spring break. Okay, uh, we're playing now and trying to do organized play and shoot a little bit, but just kind of they need to not hear me for a little while. Yeah, they heard they've heard me for a while, and. Uh, it's been good. They've come in after a week or two off. Uh, they've been excited to get out there and play. Welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show. We're here with Patrick Harding and Greg Henderson, both coaches for the Albertville Aggies basketball team. And um, you were saying something during the break, Greg, about how you're enthusiastic. I was talking about you being a hot man. You're always cheering on how enthusiastic it means uh, full of God, right? <laughs> That's correct. Okay, so yeah. yeah, and, and yeah we we fact-checked it. it. That's right. Yeah, I, mean, like, I didn't... <laughs> I thought Greg was just telling me something, but it's, it's true. It's it's true statement. Um, can you guys talk about? I know you guys are both believers. I know where you guys go to church, and uh, and so tell me a little bit about how faith and coaching mesh for you. I mean, what the, what that looks like in your head, and, and maybe how you you live out your faith in coaching. Well, for me, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a coach by vocation, so. Um, you know, I own a real estate company. I've, I've been blessed with a lot of different opportunities out there, but I can't believe that it opened up for me to be able to work with young people and be able to coach. And so I do believe it's a calling. I do believe it's something that uh, God has allowed me to do. And just the, the opportunity to, to pour into young people and um, just for that, I just, I'm just thankful every day, you know, for that. It's uh, so, so faith and coaching to me, it's all it's about. If I wasn't, uh, if I didn't believe that this I was supposed to be doing it, I hope I wouldn't be doing it at all. Um, so hopefully when the um, kids hear from me, hopefully they'll hear something that um, can make a difference in their life, and that's what I want to do, just be an influence. That, that's really what I'm all about on it, hopefully. That's, yeah. a, nice. that's all I know. Well, you know, I, I guess I've matured a lot from when I started. When I started coaching, um, you know, that I should give those folks their money back. and. A lot of what what we did, or I did, I was doing for me and trying to win as many games as I could win. And you know, and as you coach, you learn. You know, there's there's two kind there's two kind of coaches: those that are humble and those that are going to be humbled. And mm-hmm. I, I was humbled mm-hmm. uh, at an early age. So once I got a chance again to coach at Dar, excuse me, Albertville. Uh, you know, I, I decided to try to do things a little different, invest more in the kids, and. Um, um, yes, faith is very important to me, and I think um, living it out, and you don't, we don't have to uh, to preach, but to live it out every day and let them see me interact with Misty and the two boys, and and be a model for what a Amen. husband and a, yeah. uh, a a parent should look like. Um, you know, is is important. And I think, like Greg said, if it's not a calling, uh, if it's not something that uh, 
that God ordained, then we, we probably uh, would, wouldn't be very successful at it. But I think uh, I said at the awards program Sunday, I just feel good about the fact that I, I feel like we're doing good. I, I feel like the culture of our program's good. I think those guys are choosing to love each other and uh, you know to support one another. And there's so many things out there for kids to. Uh, there's so much me in a in a in a young person's culture yeah. now. Yeah. And for those guys to sacrifice and to uh, pull for one another, it's really great to see. So what do you what do you do in a program? Because we kind of talked about this with. Coach Osment, the football coach at, at Arab, you know, if probably 70 to 80 percent of what you do is X's and O's and basketball and drills and fundamentals, <clears throat> what are some of those intentional program building type things that you want to instill in your kids? You know, those traits that you want yeah. aside from dribbling, shooting, that sure. kind of thing. Sure. You know, I, I think for us, the first thing is, uh, is selflessness and, and being able to serve each other. Uh, um, one of the things that's important to me personally, I, I have a mentor who coaches Division Three basketball in Minnesota of all places, and uh, I met him, and he's a, a believer who has who does a great job of pulling together faith and basketball. And one of the things he teaches when he teaches skill development is me first, and that that sounds opposite of what you want to teach but right. it's it's more about accountability yeah you know when when there's a problem look inward first mm-hmm. before you start looking for somebody else to blame yeah, don't point fingers on the court yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A point on, yeah. yeah. And, and and there's also some tenets of that and from a basketball perspective when i pass the ball to greg we say me first because we want greg to look at the rim look for his shot first look for his drive next and well, that's how you. That's how we get other people open. Is when Greg's aggressive and good and skilled, your man has to help, and Greg gets to serve you mm. with a pass. So, there's a. And I, I can't take credit for any of that. Doug did a great job of of um, presenting that to me, and we just try to carry that and, and teach that. That's some of the things we do. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being competitive and being right. tough-minded, and. Uh, I think that's something that I probably undervalued early in my career. I wanted everybody to be skilled. I wanted to teach everybody all the skills and and for Gabe Henderson to be good in everything. And I kind of learned now if I can get Gabe to be really, really good at one thing and he's the best on our team at that, well, Gabe's not going to have any problems helping us and filling a part of the team because of that. So we try to find somebody's skill set and try to plug that in and Mm. where we can use that in a team setting. Good. So for for both of y'all, I mean, Greg, you talked about not that you fell into coaching, but God obviously opened that door and allowed you, you know, both of y'all can kind of speak to this. Like when you got into coaching, was there anybody you talked about the mentor, your mentor? Did you try to model yourself after anybody? Was it was it your previous coaches? Was it, you know, what kind of shaped you as as a coach? (laughs) <laughs> I was directed at you, wasn't it? That's your junior college coach. Yeah, it was. Um, coach, coach Balmore um, was my junior college coach at Jeff State. And, yes, I mean, I did a, most everything that I started with tennis was uh, strictly from, you know, drills that he had first started. And just um, the, he was a toughness tennis coach. He was. He wanted you to be strong-minded on the court. He wanted you to be determined. So he, he instilled a lot of that. And you want to – you want to do that and you want to do it carefully as you're especially in the high school level 
because they are tender. You can you can break you can break kids if you're not if you're not careful. You can you can hurt them and break them. And so I took what he had taught me as far as the toughness, but tried to bring it into a a situation of love and and mm-hmm. compassion, realizing that we're going to make mistakes out there. And that is Coach Harding's always real good at saying the next play. He was also always real good. My coach was saying the next shot. You know, and the great thing about tennis, you're not playing against the clock. You know that it's the last point that you got to worry about. Yeah. You know, until until somebody wins that last point, you keep playing. You yeah. keep playing. You might be bad. You might be down, but that's it. Just just the drive. So, um, and one interesting thing about junior college coach, uh, he actually was a the the varsity uh, t- college tennis coach at the University of Kentucky, and he was the assistant basketball coach under Adolph Rupp. So I tell mm. Coach Harding, I said, you know, I got some Adolph Rupp in me. So <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, just just say no. I want a basketball. Just one of the best ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what's uh what's like one of your guys's most um, memorable or proud moments that you've had in coaching? Well, I can tell you, this it, it happened a month ago. I mean, the, we uh, kind of Oxford has been difficult for us to overcome. We we beat them at our place this year, but they actually eliminated us in 2018 and. 2019 heck they may have in 2017 seemed like it was three years and then we get to the area tournament and they beat us again so they beat us two out of three and and for that we got to travel to may jemison the number two team in the state Mm -hmm. and um you know our guys they were so impressive in how they they uh approached the game uh approached the preparation and went over there and just took care of business and then again uh, ed huffman the same way we had some terrible breaks late. Trinity and Dane are off the floor. We're down six or eight points in overtime. And those guys rally back to take the lead. And then in the second overtime, we've got a shot to win the thing. And uh, nobody would give us a chance, you know, against, against Huffman, who was the eventual 6A champion, without Trinity and Dane. I was just real proud of the way those guys competed and uh, just kept believing in each other. You know, they just kept playing. They just kept playing. And when something bad would happen, they was, they would just kept playing. So... Um, yeah, it's fresh in my mind, but I, I really sure. am proud of those guys. What about you, Greg? Yeah, from from the basketball standpoint, I would I would say too. Just again, the last month of the season, totally just the the energy our guys played with, and just the togetherness. You know, I, you don't want to call out players' names. We had some players really really step up as leaders on the team, and I was just so proud of that because we've been trying to do that for a while. Sure, and and to see that 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 evolve was very good. You know, from a tennis standpoint, I, I'll go back and say that really, you know. In 2005, I believe it was, we didn't have enough girls to field a team. Um, so we went, we went for a year there without even having a girls program. And our guys were starting to get back onto the state scene and starting to make some state, state tournament runs. But the girls had to start from scratch. So A-Rab and Gunners were so good for so many years. And it took us about five or six or seven years. But finally, we, we became the dominant team in the county, which was, which was a lot of fun for our girls to, to, to get there. And, and they've been you know, battling for that ever since. And that's been, that, was, that was a fun thing from a tennis to really build the one one of the programs from from nothing that was there. I really thought, Greg, one of your uh, key career moments would have been uh, in 2011. Uh, there was this day when um, you went out on the tennis court with me, and me and you played against uh, Matt Brooks and John Brown. Well, I mean, I just, I just let you do it. I mean, you handle those guys by yourself. Well, they, and, and they're they they both you. Yes. very. I mean, yeah. they were both very avid tennis yeah. players, and I don't know how to call it anything other than a dismantling. <laughs> that took place at that moment because we kind of methodically picked them apart. Yeah, does, does Matt even have a racket left after that? I mean, no, he probably broke every racket in his bag that day. 
<laughs> that was one of my greatest times. So you're really good. Yeah. Yes. So you're like really good. Is that what you're saying? No, he's, no, he's I'm, the most high. I'm not good at all. Greg is that good. I feel like I feel Greg like, can like take. He, if you've not watched Greg Henderson play, well, I don't know if you're still as good as you were. But in the, ten years ago, you have had a tour to Achilles since then. I have. So playing, playing basketball. Think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But ten years ago, um, I mean, he all the slack I had he took every bit of it up he was all over that court it was amazing so we should do a varsity radio show segment of you playing tennis Absolutely. we could yeah i want to head us two could play on them two on tennis <laughs> you better be good <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right we're going to take a short break we'll we be back out of uh, <laughs> again with uh, coach hardy yeah. i'm out i don't even know how to keep score uh, somebody put on here um david ferguson actually put Two of my best life influences. I couldn't have done it without them. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know. Well, David actually played both sports. He played yeah, yeah. He did. played tennis for me, and and uh, he, he was he was he was an amazing tennis tennis player. And you know, he had David was just a such a heart person. I mean, he had the hip injury, he had the hip surgery when he was in the sixth grade or something, mm-hmm. and he he just he just didn't have all the you know physical ability because of that 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 other people did. But he had a heart. So he did play for both of you guys. He, yes. And he played yes. He played football, and he, he was hey, that's a sniper. Right. That's and right. My freshman year, his senior year, uh, the kid from Southside kept jumping, okay, right in front, because you can't hit the center. So he kept jumping, and David come over to the sideline, and he said, I'm going to take that guy out because I'm tired <laughs> of him jumping. And they're like, you don't need to do that because that's a penalty. And he's like, I don't care. And about the fourth or fifth time he jumped, David snapped the ball and came out of his stance and caught that dude in midair. And folded him up like a lawn wow. chair. He got a penalty, but he, he put it on the highlight film. It was really good. <laughs> nice. All right, Coach Harden, I got one for you. Okay. Because um, we talked about, I was pretty nervous for y'all coming in because he was, you know, rec ball champion every year, and I never was on his team. I'm not bitter about it yeah, or anything. Not at all. Um, was he that guy that always had the good team? Oh, they were stacked every year. Um, and <laughs> you're we like, never, we you're never like, beat him. You're like, never beat him. He's can cheating I tell, can somehow. I tell you the whole, He's cheating can somehow. Can I tell you the whole story about that? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, Enlighten me. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that big a deal. Now, I started, you know, one year with Gabe and then yeah, with Alex. And so, Alex, you're in between yep, there. Yep. And, and so, both of them were pretty good guards. So, I had a you know pretty good guard to, to start with. But then, I mean, they had the kid's name and the shirt size beside them. And so... Go, okay, this kid's adult large. I'm gonna get them. So I, so I got that was a secret sauce. Yeah, that was it. No, no. It wasn't anything the about it. No. Maybe shirt size. I don't so think I, I ever beat Greg's thing. I had a in, guard. In, in, so <laughs> I've heard birthdays and I've heard you know, shirt <laughs> sizes. I mean, nice. And then a few years later, they they took the shirt sizes off. So that was uh, but <laughs> youth draft cheat codes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't think my team ever beat Greg's team in baseball or basketball. But I'm not that I kept up with that. Um, but all right. So here's the deal. I played I played basketball at Albertville. Um, you know, my whole life and um, thought I was better than what I was. Okay. And um, it was in this time of year, it was spring and we were in the gym and we were playing and um, coach Harden pulled me over to the side and he said, Derek, I just want to tell you um, if you don't learn to dribble. And again, you probably don't remember this. No, I don't. It's fine. <laughs> he said, if you don't, if you don't learn to dribble, um, you're not going to play very much because if you can't dribble, there's not much I can, you know, you play wing. If you can't dribble, if you can't control the ball, like you're a walking turnover. And, you know, Levi, who was a grade below me, he said, he's going to play over you. And so that kind of hit me where it hurt in the pride, you know, just right. And, okay, so a couple <laughs> days later, I made the grown man decision that I was done. Okay, so I was done. 
And uh, I remember my dad asking me, he's like, if you think that's what's best for you, that's fine. But you, if you make this decision, you make this decision. So I didn't play my junior senior year, and it honestly probably hurt me in football because basketball kept what little speed I had, little speed I had, you know. So, so as I become an adult and I start coaching, okay, one day I'm I'm coaching this kid, and I'm like, look, bro, if you can't if you can't backpedal and you can't turn when because I'm coaching the secondary in football, I'm like he's running right by you, like, and if if he's running right by you, you can't play, okay. I'm telling, and then all of a sudden, I I turned around and the light bulb went off, and I was standing in the Coliseum with you, okay? <laughs> and I went, oh, he was telling me, and you weren't you weren't rude about it, by the way, like you didn't pull me over and chew me out, like it's March. He just was telling me what was up, and it, at that moment, I was, you know, let's see, that's probably been about eight years ago, you know, those early twenty year old coaches that think they probably have it more figured out. I went. He was literally telling me exactly how I could get on the court. But all I heard, all I heard was what I could not do when I thought that I could do that. When really I couldn't dribble. I still can't dribble. Like I can't dribble at all. And I so I could you know, have framed that better. No, I? no, you didn't do it. But it was just, you know, it's fun because you talked about that with your young coaches and that gap being a gap. And Greg, you know, I think that is a awesome fit. And, you know, it's just funny how people tell you things and you're at a certain age you filter that one way even when they you did nothing wrong i did i did the wrong like i ran from that you know as an adult now as a minister you know if i was talking to myself now i was like dude don't don't run from that like yeah you don't you learn don't, to dribble you, you know like, it's you know, funny you how you won't understand things until later on like yeah. well, how much they meant to you you know yeah Hey, if you're listening on Facebook, you got a question for Greg or Patrick. If it's unless you're asking why your kid didn't have more playing time, <laughs> we don't want those questions. We will not talk about playing time. We will not. Uh, usually, just know the answer to that's usually because they're not as good as other people on the court. I mean, that's usually yeah. the answer to that question most of the time. I'm not trying to be mean, but that's just the truth. So, a couple things on Derek's basketball. I do remember a half court. Seventh grade shot, maybe against Gunnersville. Eighth one grade. Eighth it grade. was eighth oh, grade. Oh, wow. I yeah. had like six fouls and I traveled. So, But you did score. You did right? score and we won the game. So. And, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Half court and Coach Wigley drew up a great play. And, and I was about to say, all this time I thought he didn't play for you because he wanted Coach Wigley to be the varsity coach. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That's all he played for. So. No, that's, yeah, I, that was <laughs> it. I just If Coach Wigley wasn't moving up, I wasn't moving up. No, I remember that Coach Wigley uh, called us over, called timeout. We were down two, and there was like five seconds on the clock. And he said, so, uh, Chris Charles, you're throwing it in. John, I want you to break up. Derek, you're going to be at half court. He said, Chris, throw it to Derek. He said, all right, ready, break. And I was like, so as I'm walking out on the court, and I was like, what do we do after that? You know, and I was like, I guess we shoot it. And that's that's what we did. That's the only wow. only big shot I think I ever hit that's in my awesome. life. So. I'm glad that you didn't come right into the head coaching job because then we I, I didn't make it through our whole – I made the team under one coach, then another coach took over uh, the year you came. as another head coach took over too. And uh, I wasn't part of that scheme. And then I just don't know if we'd been friends after that. <laughs> so I like being your friend. It's good. So you're saying you wouldn't have learned from your past mistakes like I did? Well, no. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if. You hold a grudge? I don't know if Coach Pelham. Here's the, here's the, here's my big question in my life. Because Coach Pelham's the one I made the team on. Shout out Asbury. Yeah, I don't know if Coach Pelham really wanted me on the team. Or if he knew he was leaving, it was like a ha-ha <laughs> joke to whoever's taking over after him. So, like, I've, since that point, I've always kind of doubted and, and evaluated well, my skill let's level. let's just get him in here. 
We will. We'll find out. Well, we, find need to get, out. we need to get Coach Pellum in here. He gets in here and like has no idea who you are. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> no. Well, this, this room's as hot as his gym, so he'll be <laughs> happy right at home. This, yeah. Hey, this yeah. is how Coach Wigley liked it, man. When we yeah. would show up to practice, he'd be over there at the we're about, that bump. We're about up. to put the garbage cans at the corners over here. So <laughs> just, <laughs> you guys, if it gets I just, I just love to go to Asbury when they're shouting, turn up the heat. Up there in the, the we own. Oh, good. Hey, welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show. I totally missed transition. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're professionals. All right, really. it's our last segment. So here, you know, we brought you in because you guys have both had a couple of monumental. I'll say monumental. Really, kind of cool things have happened over the last couple months. Uh, Coach Harding, you got to was it three hundred? Five hundred. Five hundred. Sorry, Gosh. that was really bad. Five hundred. <laughs> Was it 500? Have you had 500 there is the, it's, it's called the internet, bro. It's called, I know his whole life story, okay? It's uh, called Google. Uh, well, 500 is good, too. 500! <laughs> You've had 500 wins. Uh, oh, yeah. I was there. I was actually there that night that you got that ball. I probably should have remembered that. You didn't have a cupcake uh, for a month. I did. I had a cupcake. You had 500 yeah. on there. Yeah, I remember now. Sort of. So I just apologize. I'm so sorry. Thanks. Tell me, I mean, what's that mean for you and um, for your program to have 500 wins? Well, I, I think it means if, to win 500 games means you've coached a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to do that, we've had to have some level of success, but there's been a whole lot of guys that have helped, coaches, administrators, um, you know, and certainly players. We've had pretty good players here uh, the last few years. I mean, we you know, we've. We've had our share the last 10 years of really, really good players. Um, but it, it's satisfying that I've been able to do it at Aberville for so long. Uh, uh, we didn't have to you know, move and chase yeah. down schools that had a bunch of good players and, and me try to get jobs like that. We're able to grow something here. and um, you know, it's, it's fun to see older players uh, coming back and watching these guys play. It's fun to see our older players trying to help the ninth and 10th graders and, and, and try to teach them what's important in the program and how we do things. And we certainly could do things better, but I think the things that are really important, I, I can see in just in pickup right now that our, our older guys are saying, hey, this is how we do things, and they're encouraging those guys. And, um, you know, that's important. And, and so I, I am proud of that. I'm a proud of the continuity that we've been able to have. So I don't know how I mean I don't know what that marker means in the realm of basketball coach. How, what's that group like that gets to that point of five hundred wins? Uh, you know, there's probably forty or fifty in the state, probably. Wow. So it's not a big group. Uh, I, I think that's pretty big. But <laughs> no. no, it's Greg. You you talk to that because you know. Yeah, it seems like it, a very elite. Like you it know, is. It's 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 elite. It gets there. It is. I'm the second winningest coach in Albertville. Who was the first? Coach Sloan. Coach Sloan. Coach Sloan won like wow. 630, 635. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How long was he at Albertville? Yeah, hey, look, I'm not going to win 635. <laughs> well, you don't know. I don't know if I can go that <laughs> <laughs> uh, And so, Greg, you also had a, a moment. And I'm going to undershot you. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, so you got brought into the United States Tennis Hall of Fame this – no? Well, thanks. That, that, that would be really great. <laughs> It was it was the Alabama Tennis Hall of Fame. Okay, Alabama Tennis Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes. All right, sorry, sorry. Yes. So, uh, but Man. that's a big deal. It it, it is. Um, it's humbling and and really, I I, I tell people that uh, Patrick Smith put together my resume and sent it in and and I coached um, two of Patrick's sons, you know, through the years. And Patrick's the uh, the principal at Douglas now. And I tell anybody if they need a grant written or anything good to, to let Patrick do it because I read that thing and man I thought I was good after that you know it really looked good and and um, 
but but honestly my my overall um performance on the court was was solid i was i was a i was a you know a, a good tennis player but i wasn't a, i was not elite tennis player um and and my coaching career you know i did a lot i guess you know to help grow a game in a, in a small town but but we didn't have any state championships or any success but the people that that put that together for me and sent in my resume and the, the state really um you know took it upon themselves to to, to just grant that it was just they saw that i that i loved the game and i loved kids yeah and and it was just a way for them to give back and you know i'm so thankful that the state thought that was a really good thing you know for for someone from albertville to to, to be included in the state hall of fame because and and that and that's it I, i'm just a, i'm just a, a lucky person that that found a sport that i could could see the world with and then pour back into it my love for the game and, and my love for kids that's that's it i'm i'm a lucky person so yeah you know there's a uh, there was a football coach recently that had passed away that i'd had some connection with had been a very successful uh coach i'd spent some time with over his last last couple of years and uh i was just thinking after he had died he was he was older and he retired out of it but um it, it makes you think back like you know coaching you've done i've coached some as well um what do you guys hope people remember about your time coaching? What do you hope they they take away from the time you spent with kids on the tennis court and basketball court, with kids on the basketball court? What do you what do you hope they they remember about Greg Henderson's legacy? What do you hope they remember about Patrick Harding's legacy? That's pretty heavy. Well, we're uh, at the end of the we're getting to the end of your time, so I got to drop the bomb on you. You know, I, I just hope they realize that. I love I love them, and I've you know enjoyed investing and spending time with them. I mean, like he's talking about being lucky. I'm 51 years old, and I hang out in the gym. I'm around a game I love, and I'm around not only my sons for the last six years, but their best friends. So it's been pretty cool, and I just hope they were you know remember me, um, you know, investing a lot of time in them, and I hope they know I love them. Yeah, and and, and for me too, I think it's it's very similar. Um, I just want them to know that that I did love them, that I did care for them, and I and I hope that they were able to fall in love with the game, and fall in love with a a style, a fall in love of fall in love with falling in love. You know, they mm-hmm. fall in love with the game, and they fall in love with the whole atmosphere about it, and they fall in love with you know in some ways the the, the way the coach taught, and and hopefully I'm pointing them toward God if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe they'll find Jesus in it, you know, and that's really you know that's. It's hard to be able. It's hard to, to talk to him one on one that sometimes, but there are mm-hmm. times when you do get to do that. Yeah, and and so you take those opportunities. Um, again, you don't want to force it down anybody's throat, um, but at the same time, you, you don't want to leave those opportunities out there. So, so yeah, that's that's what I hope. I hope they remember me by being someone that served them and served them because they love God. That's good. That's good. What he said. <laughs> yeah. We should let him go first. <laughs> He thought, yeah, I agree with uh, Greg there. You know, uh, uh, any final question from you? No, I mean, I could just, I mean, I can just speak to, to that and just say that I think y'all did a good job with that because I played against you, never won. <laughs> uh, played for you in your program, and I think, you know, I never felt mistreated or unloved. I knew that the coaches. So, so I, I think that that part of that legacy that you want to leave, um, you're leaving it. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to, you know. Not that you worry about that too much in the moment, um, because I know that you probably don't, but um, it is something that you want and that y'all are doing a good job. And I was lucky to have both of y'all. So we appreciate well, y'all, y'all I, coming in. And I, I've told Coach Harding several times, but 
I can't believe that I'm in, in a position that I'm able to help this basketball team. It's just a, it's a blessing to me, and you know, I, I thank you all the time. But it's, it, it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I've, I've got a good gig, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. I can't believe they brought you on. You know, it's uh, <laughs> my wife didn't either. I'm telling you, she's in the world. I will say, I will say this though, in all seriousness, as we kind of, you know, you guys got to leave, and, and we're gonna get, get a little bit more of the show. But, um, man, coaching's not the greatest thing you do for a community but it is also just the leadership you guys add in our faith community it's how you guys um are involved in the things that are going on volunteer and civic in our community and uh our community's not just better because of how you guys have coached your teams you've been involved in but our community is better because you guys have lived in our community hey, yeah thank so you. Thank you. we really appreciate you guys doing that appreciate you being part of it and we're really excited that you there's guys like you that are in our school systems in our county yep you know it's an awesome, awesome. thing so, well, thank you guys. You, both, you guys are both coaches too. So, you know, thanks for all you guys do too. Y'all, yeah, y'all but right we don't there. have as many gray hairs as y'all do yet. <laughs> so, on that being said, <laughs> you might uh, me. That being said, we'll take a break. We'll be right back here in a second. Which, hey. which is unacceptable. Okay, Matthew McConaughey. It's <laughs> all right, all right, all right. On a radio show. Yeah, I just want to take my I mean, actually, off. if it was just radio, we could do that. <laughs> but now, <laughs> yeah. these cameras. <laughs> nobody, nobody would know. No, we just yeah. can't even talk about it. Just do hey, it. Hey, guys, we're live in the w, uh, 88.5 studios. I'm sitting in here without our shirts. 88.5 studios. I think that's the temperature it is in the studio. <laughs> 88. 88.5. Hey. The temperature of the studio. Hey, guys, anything for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you hadn't talked about how'd your race go? Okay, so um, last week, um, made a little, made a little. I wouldn't say bet because I don't. I'm not a better. I don't bet, um, but I just made a deal with you, Facebook people, and I said if we got 36 shares, I would go run a 5K. And let me just tell you, we ended up with what 50, 60 shares, 60. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Over 3,000 people um, interacted with the video, um, and your boy ran a 5K in under 40 minutes. Okay. 38-something. 30, 38-something. So it's pretty good. You know, um, that was my so. goal, to run it in under 40. Um, also, I just wanted, not that I'm a, an experienced 5K runner, but something that I did um, accidentally is I got there, not, I wasn't late, but I got there right at 8 o'clock. So what that meant was I went in and registered and got my number. Then I ended up at the back of the line with all the walkers. Okay? So when they said go, I passed like 50 people. <laughs> wow. And it was like a confidence booster. That's awesome. Even though they were walking and I was got slightly jogging. Hey, Stephen, so. somebody texted me that I don't know because I don't have the number saved, that the music in the background is a little overwhelming. Might want to take it down a notch. Okay, so. cool. Um, I have no idea who you are that texts me that and how you had my number, but hey, there you go. <laughs> we appreciate the feedback. Yeah, always. Um, what are we doing next? Uh, what do you want to do next? We could do freestyle. <sighs> you got freestyle. You got trivia. Got trivia. Trivia. You got trivia. Something in mind? Yeah. Yeah. We could do it. Do can we do some basketball trivia? We got to do some Hall of Fame trivia. We could do some. How many facts did Q get wrong today? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> wow. So not that I, not that I'm keeping track, but when Coach Osmond was here, he played three years at Alabama, and you asked him if Auburn was his school, and then he today said something about well, his son it. Wow. goes to Auburn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And then, so he might still pull for them then. <laughs> if his son's there, yeah, but it's not his team. Okay. Fair point. 
When you said 300, his face. Oh <laughs> it was no, and, and me going. And Greg was like, he was pointing up here at the picture because <laughs> he saw it earlier. Like, yeah. Y'all will never know what I do. 500. 500. Again, the Varsity Radio Show is for the people, by the people. We're well put together. This is very organized. We plan this out extensively because, well, we just get here and have a good time. Well, no, we do planning. I mean, because we, we, we want it to be good. And we, of course. And I really like, I mean, I, those are two great guests. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, um, you want freestyle now or what? Yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, so stay. I mean, I can hit an ID and then hit another song. It's completely up to y'all. Oh. I just got to use that. Oh, cool. well, don't go to, no, they hit another song. Yeah, let's still, let's, uh, I mean, I ain't freestyle without you. <laughs> no, a trivia question ain't even freestyle. That's buzzer beater. Oh, no, it's not. It's freestyle? Trivia question? I know, right? Is freestyle yes. trivia freestyle questions? Freestyle is trivia questions. Oh. So I don't even know. I don't even know anything's going on here. Buzzer beater is after the fact. What's happening here? What's happening in this place? So, you can't see this if you're watching Facebook, but Derek just walked outside and is doing the shirt the shirt wave. Yeah. Waving his arms because it's 68 oh, on the other side of this wall. Yes. Were you so happy that somebody needed you to come outside and handle something for them? Oh, yes. It felt amazing down there. <laughs> Even downstairs, it was great. <laughs> like, I don't care that I have to go up downstairs. Yeah. It's just cool. How long do you have to be here today, Stephen? I've been here this morning since uh, since early. When, since do you, morning when do you get to go home? I get to go home probably about 30 minutes after we're done here. Okay, so you don't have to endure the heat much longer. Well, no. Though. While you're outside, yeah. we made a joke about, uh, we know why it's 88.5, because uh, that's the temperature, the temperature in this room, room. right now. <laughs> I just feel like this is like uh, well, Alabama summer prep. Right here's here. the deal. I asked if we could get a digital thermostat. And yeah. so they said, yes, we'll see what we can do. Yay. And so they brought a digital thermostat, and it's just not working correctly yet. Has this been the only day you've dealt with this? Or? This is the only day. Okay, that's it good. happened that's after good. the morning show, actually. Okay. So yeah. you haven't been having near this for... No. No, it's not been terrible. You're not in the dead of I haven't, Alabama I haven't started yet. shedding shirts yet. Right. So. Yeah, if it's, we, it's I tell close them, to happening though. I tell them on the Facebook. I mean, if if this wasn't if this was just radio, not Facebook, we could do that, and nobody would know. Oh yeah, just keep it in. I mean, but. I worked in TV, and I can't tell you the amount of times that the sports anchors did sports and shorts because really? you didn't see their bottom half. You oh. saw them sitting behind a desk. So yeah, they that's they brilliant. Be wearing whatever or not wearing whatever, <laughs> and you wouldn't know any different. That's interesting. Feels good. Yeah, yeah. You can well, leave it open. That. Prop it open with that door. With. I mean, with that chair. <laughs> Sorry. Words looking are hard. around for a door. <laughs> Words are hard. Words Dude, are they've been hard all day. <laughs> they've been hard. All day. So what are we going to roll with? All day long. Next, freestyle? Oh, that feels freestyle amazing. Next. Freestyle, yes. Right. Do we, we, haven't, have, we haven't done any, uh, was it Would You Rather? No. Well, we got to do questions, right? Two questions. We've done Would You Rather for Q's with Q. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Ooh. We got to do another do- donut or do not. Yes. I agree. It's time. It's time. We're 225 away from freestyle. All right. Well, let's do a, a the question. You want the question for the Facebook page? Yes, please. All right. Here's your question for the Facebook page. Okay. Since we've been talking about these guys hitting milestones and uh-huh. and Craig being put into the Hall of the American Tennis Hall of Fame. <laughs> That we, what, what, what is one of um, the Hall of Fames that you actually find in the state of Alabama? To what? 
I got. I got. You. What? I know. Hall what of Fame. About. Do you find in the state of Alabama? Located in huh. Alabama. Yeah. What is what is one of the Hall of Fames located, located in Alabama? State of Alabama. Okay. Cool. Is it crappie fishing? <laughs> right now, they should move the Rainfall Total Award Hall of Fame to Alabama. Alabama. Yep. Can oh, we go ahead and make it live? Sure. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. There's your freestyle Facebook question. What is one of the Hall of Fames located in the state of Alabama? That's for an all-day, all-day? It's an all-day four-pass. Four-pass. Mm-hmm. My, my friend uh, Bryant Bowling won last week. I, del- I hand-delivered that ticket. He was... Was he excited? The ha- I wish I had the happy dance that he did. He just... <laughs> he got real high-pitched. And That's great. Squeal and... Did you, did you pull out the peewee dance? Jeez. Jeez. What? So there it is. Are, do, you prefer, <coughs> do you prefer football or basketball more? 20 prefer seconds. how? To watch or play? Yeah. Both. I'd rather watch football. I'd rather play basketball. 11 seconds, guys. I think Let's I'm the same. It's time for the Varsity Freestyle. All right, guys, it is freestyle time. We're going to give away uh, two passes to the Boaz Nine Cinemas right now. All right? Go see a movie with you, boo. Yep. Are you, are you a kid? Are your friends? Eh. People eh. don't even know what Take boo, boo. Means. People don't even know what that means. What? Go that, go with your boo? That's that's came. That terminology has came and it has gone. So you're saying I'm dated. A bit, but you're like that dated guy who's trying to be cool, but you're really not because you're dated. I'm a youth pastor. Do I was going to say that? Just living my life, bro. There you go. There you go. My life. Just be authentic. Be real. YOLO. You know? Genuine. Be real. Be genuine. You know? Be you. Uh, we had two uh, great guests today with Coach oh, Harding and Coach Henderson. A, such a good conversation. And um, they kind of hit milestones, you know? And, and they haven't yet. You know, if you go to uh, a certain Mexican restaurant in Albertville, you might find Greg Henderson's face plastered on a cutout of uh, a character in their restaurant. But I wouldn't call that a monument for him yet, you know. But who knows? Who knows? They may have one soon. But what really happens is interesting is if you get to a certain place in life, they don't just make monuments about you. They make museums about you yeah and interesting enough there's been quite a few Alabama folks who've had museums made about their life and so what you've got to do out there in Radio World today to win these two passes is to call in and tell me three people or peoples that have had museums made about them that are from Alabama that's the question so think about it think about the museums think about what exists and think about people from Alabama that's a good question. Call in and give us three Alabama folks or groups of people that have had museums made about them. We're waiting for your phone call. Ooh. I need to see the answer. All right, guys. We need answers. Corey Arbol said people. Coleman Coliseum. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think that's the Hall of Fame. Nope. If you're on Facebook, we're looking for that question that's posted in the comments. Or you can call and answer the other question. Yeah, you can call in and do the other question. 256-505-0885. That's a really good question. It the is phone, interesting. It's a little harder than my normal ones. Well. That's a little harder than my normal ones. People are scared, but you shouldn't be scared. We're I always going to help you. Yeah. We always, we don't ever leave anybody hanging. Nobody, has anybody so this, ever called and not one? Is this sports related or just Doesn't people? Matter. Could be. Just people who, but that yes. Op- that opens it up. Sports related has some of it, for sure. My wife's trying to cheat and text the answer in. You can't just she, text the answer no, in, girl. You got to call. And I don't think technically wives can win. of the show can win. That's mm-hmm. that's a no-no. Oh, we got a phone. We have a caller. It, it better not be Mallory. Well, well, they varsity radio show. Are you calling to answer the question? Not yet. Hold on the line, okay? Hey, Karen, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. Good. You're on the varsity radio show. Thanks for calling. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Gunnersville. All right, oh, home so town. yeah, She's got home field advantage. So <laughs> yep. there are some people from Alabama who have had museums made of them. We're looking for three. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to say Paul Bear Bryant. That's right. That's, that's one. That's, that's one. just two more. One. That's, a, that's a big one. That's probably one of the easier ones that people would have thought of. So I'm glad you threw that out there first. So that's one. All right, Hank what's number Williams. two? Who? Hank Williams. Hank, Hank Williams. Hank. Hank. Hank Williams has his own museum, Alabama native. So that's two. And what about number oh, three? Look. I hope I get this one. Okay, the group Alabama. That hey! is good. Good job, Karen. We are so Man. Another answer that would have been accepted is Helen Keller. She has yep. her own museum. Yeah. So, yes. you know, but good job. You did a great job answering that. So, if you, uh, who are you going to take the movies with you? Probably my granddaughter. See? Awesome. See? I just, wanted to, I, just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to prove to Derek that you weren't going to take your boo and that nobody knows what that terminology means anymore. <laughs> that other people might actually take kids and grandkids with them. So, yes. I'm glad you're doing that to prove Derek wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thanks a lot, Karen. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hang you on, did awesome. Hang on the line, Karen, and Stephen's going to uh, figure out how to get those tickets to you, all right? Uh, okay, thank you. All right, thanks. Okay, Facebook's so struggling. tell you how to get a hold of these tickets. Guys, you have to do if is, you're on uh, Facebook right now and you're not trying to answer um, awesome. what is the Hall of Fame located in Alabama, like, guys, we're trying to let you play video games okay. with three of your friends all day. Corey, Alabama Museum is in... It's there in Fort Payne over the group Alabama, but that's not a Hall of Fame. Yeah. We're looking for a Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Thank you. It's a hall where famous people are and famous things. Do you have a Hall of Fame yet? I don't. Uh, I don't think I ever will. Standing in the Hall of Fame. What's that? It's a song. It's a song. No. That's the only part of the song I know, too. Yeah, I don't know who sings it. It's secular. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Man. I'm you know what I'm sad about? What? I'm sad that in like twenty minutes we've got to wait a whole other week to be here. Yeah. To be well, on the show. I want to go back to my initial question because I, I didn't get to talk about when toilet paper runs oh. out to the extent that I wanted to. Oh. Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, Daniel Mullinax says. Ding, 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 ding. ding. I'll bring that to you. I'll deliver it. Good job, Daniel. I know that. That is one. We have, we have a winner. There's multiples, but that is one. 
Nas- um, is NASCAR here? Uh, but their hall is only their hall of fame here. The there is a racing hall of fame here. It's like the something Talladega. something motorway internet. There say there is a hall of fame in for Alabama. motorsport. Dewey yeah. Motorsports is it? It's not Dewey, is it? Mm-hmm. No. It's in Talladega, right? It's at the racetrack. It might be. I've only been to Talladega once, and it was perhaps one of the greatest disappointments of my life. <laughs> Can, I enjoy my time at Can the I tell you about my trip to Talladega? Yes. Uh, yes. Steven, you can. I was working for a TV station at the time, so they sent me to shoot some video for the news. And I get there, and I had to be escorted on by a police officer. So that means I had to get my camera, my tripod, all that stuff, put it into his car, and we start to go out, kind of go under and start to go out there. And um, he got a call that somebody was unauthorized to be on the track. <sighs> So we got to go chase somebody. On you the were on the track? I was wow. on the track. Bro. Yes, my first and only ever wow. time there. I was able uh, to Steven has track. raced at Talladega with the police. <laughs> this is true. And they weren't chasing me. We were chasing somebody else. Did well, they fish That's great. Uh, well, you know, they were able to get him uh, under control oh, before we got up to him. But we, we got well, my pretty ex- fast. My experience at Talladega was I stayed the night there and... There was more debauchery that happened there than ever has happened at uh, yeah. Mardi Gras in New Orleans that Ever. night before. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the next day I went and sat but so close to two people that I think I had to call my <laughs> wife after and tell her that you know that I didn't have an affair. And Did I, you get their, sunburned. Their sweat was my sweat. <laughs> like there was no separation of sweat, you know, in that moment. And then at the very end of the race, it like it like ends on a on a warning flag like a caution flag oh yeah caution flag like and people wow. start throwing stuff at the cars so that was when jeff See, gordon won yeah oh yeah and it, yeah and everybody like, got mad because it was gordon the, and it was a caution flag and i was like well did you get hit with anything no but well beer but i know that's like the worst <laughs> thing that i've ever watched and yeah. so i just never been back to tell See, the year i went was the year that carl edwards went in the stands and then he ran across the finish line so it was like epic yeah well, i'm glad you had a great experience it was daniel I mean, up to that point, I was sunburned because I'm pasty white. So if I get out in the sun, of course, I forgot my sunscreen. I don't even know when to cheer. When do you cheer? Wow. When there's when? a, when there's when a they, wreck. When they go by. Like, I don't No, You can't do that. Just, I guess it's monotonous and boring. Like, there's no, I don't know when to cheer. I did know, like, I need one of those radios because those people know more than me. It's more fun if you have one of those radios. I didn't have one of those. You, you couldn't hear the. So, so what I'm hearing, I'm just going to decode and read between the lines. You are not a motorsports fan. I don't know. Is that? I don't know. To that day, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if so, all right. I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but when they race at Daytona and Talladega, I watch that. Well, like I watch. So you don't watch it. Period. No. So you're not a motorsports fan. You're not a NASCAR fan. I'm no. I mean, I'm glad I, it I, took us a minute to get I'm, there. But you I'm, know what? I am a fan of. I I'm learned this either. last week. What? <laughs> What? You guys know I have issues like trying to go to sleep at night. Like I just can't turn my my brain off. And I found an a magic magic thing that will turn my brain off. What? Pre, the Office? No, pre nineteen sixty five movies. So like TV Land. Well, kind of like I or started, AMC. I started watching Swiss Family Robinson with my girls, the, the old, old ones. ones, and you were just like, I think it's just so like nostalgic and like. It's like a it's like a warm TV emotional hug. Like how old is it black and white as well? How old are your kids? No, it was no, color. Okay. Huh? How old are your kids? Twelve and ten. Okay. And seven. 
Okay. So I got a third five one. and two-year-old, that's what cuts my brain off, because when they get to sleep, I'm just... Oh, oh I've watched Aladdin and The Lion King every night. <laughs> every day? I mean, it's, but I enjoy I enjoy Aladdin. So. I mean, that boy caught a baby elephant. In Swiss Family Arms? That is blissful. Can like, we do if, a B&B video games real quick on yeah, the radio? Yeah. On the radio? Yes. Yeah. You tell me when. Yeah. We're ready. All right. 22 seconds. Okay. We'll pop up. I mean, all I, you. I just want to catch a baby elephant in life. <laughs> with a rope. Hey, I got my race to remember. Thank you for being with us. Ten seconds. Right. Proof. A big shout out to one of our sponsors, B&B Video Games, over there on Highway 431 in Albertville by Pizza Hut. Great place to go if you're looking for Xbox or PlayStation, Nintendo, or any kind of handheld game systems. They have all them there. They have games there. You can go trade in, I think, buy for sure. Uh, and they have, they can, they'll find games for you. Like I've, I've went in for and said, hey, could you find? Oh yeah, they'll find games. Uh, they have a master video game of, of knowledge there. The guy run it just knows everything about video games. Incredible. And if you just want to play like some good old style arcade games, uh, like you used to when you was at the skating rink, they have it there. And the good news is you don't have to carry a pocket full of quarters. You can just pay one time, go hang out for uh, as long as you want, and play as much as you want, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to beat that that score for Pac-Man. Right, Derek? Correct. All right. Big thanks again to BMB Video Games Open, Sunday to Thursday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Anyway, now I'm going to test that theory. I'm just going to watch like old, like really old kind of movies and see if it just shuts my mind down. And like then the I thought, black and white, yeah, movies. same thing like that. Because I noticed at Christmas, I watched uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," and it did that to me. It's like, man, I feel so at peace with my with the world. And then I found that happening it watching Swiss Family Robinson. And so, if it is like I'm thinking, like I'll create a whole like therapy type deal <laughs> where people come in and I just have a movie theater set a up, sleep house, and show them these old movies, sleep house. I mean, I have to go to sleep. I just think it'll like massage their brains so i have a beef okay i'm looking at the race to remember results right now yeah and sure. um <laughs> i beat some dudes on this list and i don't see my time hmm. what was your time again 38? 38 minutes were you disqualified i could have been did you have a chip on i had the um they give you the chip the number I no had the number no see the, the back of the chip? number has the oh it had the chip it, it has the the tape it's like it looks like a tape okay a piece of tape i actually thought it was tape to stick to my shirt okay maybe it's because i ran with the the number in my pocket oh you didn't have it on i wasn't i wasn't safety pinning my pullover putting holes in it oh <laughs> they wow. probably didn't they never got his number Wes wow. kittle said let's have a life group at bnb video games oh yeah that'd be awesome. hey that'd be good oh. good place for a life Wes. group. yeah no oh, aaron richards was following up with your lyrics earlier and the world is going to know your name Remember the Hall of Fame song you were singing? Oh, yeah. Who sings it? Oh, I don't know who sings it. Uh, Can we play that? No. <laughs> we got to do buzzer beater. We do need that? to do buzzer we beater. We got like nine minutes. Oh, we got a little bit of time, but we got to do buzzer beater. Did y'all see where um, uh, the Jeremy Camp movie is coming out? I still believe. I still believe. What was mm-hmm. the last big movie, Christian Friday. movie that came out? Overcomer. 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 Anybody got a copy of that? Um, movie not. That's why I'm doing the 18th. Yep. I, you know, I love Jeremy Kent when he came out, and then I kind of lost 
like what's his new he got a new song out hey, he's got some good stuff out right now I yeah, just haven't I'm, been keeping up with it I haven't either I don't know why I really liked him so the fastest time Saturday um, was 19 minutes and 41 seconds okay wow. take that and remember we interviewed somebody that week before that yeah. did it in his 1540 so, he didn't do it he did two miles no he did a 5K in 1540. In 1540. 1540. The that's, kid from Gunnersville. That's the guy that had the state, so this guy's, state record. So this guy's or he, pace. He broke, or he won state. This wow. guy's pace was six minutes and 20 seconds a mile. Was it his name Patrick? Nope. Oh. You guys want buzzer beater? Yeah, sure. That's incredible. Let's do B&B before we go off. Like, very last thing as well, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 23 seconds. I'm using that life group piece. That'd be a good little segue into that well friends we're at that that moment where it's the end of our show I'm sad Derek's sad because in the show and he's also sad because he can't find his time on the the 5k the, hosp- the hospice race to remember 5k I mean I have visual confirmation that I was there and that I ran and my calves still hurt so maybe your time wasn't as good as you thought it was maybe it was maybe I need, but I mean they had the timer Right What'd you, you say it was? When it was you about go 38 underneath. minutes. 38 minutes. Did you check the 48s? <laughs> Just saying, maybe you saw a 38 and it was really 48. Because I believe that a little more. No offense. Like 15 minutes per mile for you? It's probably. I don't see me. Okay. Mm. It's like I never even ran. <laughs> but you were there. We have evidence. You were there. there. All right. Well, hey, look. Don't forget how to find us. We're about to end the show, but don't forget how to find us uh, in other places around the world. You can find us on Instagram at varsity underscore radio underscore show. You can also find us at Twitter at varsity radio 885 or on Facebook at varsity radio show. And make sure that you always check out Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, and Google Play um, sometime tomorrow for the podcast. And if you've been watching this on Facebook, man, remember, share it to your friends. Uh, love for anyone can to hear what Coach Hardy and Coach Henderson had to say. And next week, the return of Seth. The return. The return. And I will be back in my traditional spot where yes. Daniel is located. Yes. Um, actually, that spot's way more comfortable because there's somewhere for your legs to go here. Um, not so much. That's why I always so, do this like, turning thing that I yeah, always do. So. I haven't really figured it out just yet. I'm so. excited to have Seth back. I get to co-pilot again. He gets to pilot. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah, you get to just breathe a little easier, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. We'll be bringing back charpool. Yes. Did yes. Um, week. Didn't get one this week. Um, so Thursday, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you a break. We're gonna give you we're gonna give you a little break. But next week, uh, we'll make sure that we get that done for you. All right. So, boys, on the way out, let me say somebody had a great idea about. Uh, B&B videos uh, somebody on Facebook said man you could even do a small group there yeah. and uh, what a great idea we're so thankful that they're a sponsor of ours in, in Albertville by Pizza Hut um, they're open again Sunday through Thursday 12pm to 8pm Friday and Saturday 12pm to 9pm and that's a great place you could get a group of guys or a group of students or a group of ladies or whoever and if you like playing arcade games you go out there and you could pay one time, stay as long as you want, play. And just play all day. And then day. Uh, you could get together and have some prayer time or talk after, go get something to eat. Devotion. So, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a really great idea. So I love when our people out there have ideas that we can uh, put into real life. So, again, thanks, BMB Video Games. And I know they'd be really open for anybody uh, coming up there and having a group that's, that's, that's playing and, and enjoying what they have to offer. So we really appreciate them being a sponsor. And 
For all you guys out there, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for being part of what we do. And we'll see you back here next week. Same time, same channel. Miss you guys. Here's how I want to say bye to Facebook today. Okay. Is Find me on the What a guy told me that if you run out of toilet paper, that you can use magazines. And if you run out of magazines, what they used to use was corn cobs. (laughs) And that's crazy to me that people used to use that that that's I'll, like a real deal thing where corn cobs are used to clean yourself after I'll, if you run out of toilet paper also i want to end the facebook segment by saying Stephen. yes please cut that out like when you might do when you when you cut cut that out we don't want to hear about corn cobs <laughs> i was we don't want to hear corn i cobs. think i'd rather go sockless than have to use corn cobs I just used my sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know where that was yeah. going either. <laughs> Everybody went. Um, yeah, I think the socks would have to take the brunt on that. I'm yes. not. Hey, I'm guys, not I've myself with before, the by the way. Hey, I've, I've, I'm gonna be honest. I've like had to use the bathroom really bad and go into a public place, not look to see if there's toilet paper first. Oh, you ever had that experience? Yeah, because you feel like you're out of luck. Like if you're by yourself, you're like, what do I do? <laughs> You know, like there's not a lot of options. The sock is the casual the conversation. Sock. sock is where you go with I that. see what he did there. So. Hey, Facebook, we had we had an awesome conversation with two awesome dudes. Um, so make sure that you share um, when the podcast comes out tomorrow. Make sure that you share that. Give that a listen. Um, a lot, A lot more insight than just talking ball. Like there was a lot of life in that segment, I thought. So, you know. Make sure that you check that out. Um, like like you said, um, that's two good dudes in the community, and we're lucky to have them, and they do a good job. And um, We were just thankful that they um, they came on and hung out with us. So Absolutely. we greatly appreciate that, and um, make sure you give that a listen. Hey, I wanted to make mention, too, we're not just on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts anymore. We're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify as a podcast. Oh, we're on Spotify? Yeah. Yes, we are. Spotify. Oh, iHeart Radio, bro. Yep. We're That's there. awesome. I like Spotify. I'm Showing off. That. That's nice. We'll be getting listed with TuneIn and Alexa and Stitcher as well. So very cool. Nice. Very cool. Yep. All good right, up. Facebook. We'll see you wow. next time. Hey guys. Be good. <laughs>